Welcome to the Vacant to Vacation podcast. We are here to help you invest in properties. Real estate business and design. Now you can make a lot of money doing this. We're your people. (laughs) (laughs) Hello everyone. Welcome to the Vacant to Vacation podcast. I'm Connor Ashley. And I'm Carla Chavez and we are Carla and Connor. We're the mother-son real estate and design duo. This is our new podcast, everybody. It's pretty professional, huh? Yeah, we got lots of fancy equipment, even a windscreen here right in front of my little mouth so I don't make any wind. <laughs> it's for the bees and the peas to soften those. Can I fart? I'm sure. Will that break that? <laughs> okay. All right. We're off to a great start. Well, welcome back, everyone. So we haven't made a podcast in about four months, I want to say. Yeah. Um, Been a little while. Yeah she never wants to film so (laughs) um anyway so here we are this is our new podcast our new format it's called vacant to vacation things are going to be changing around here they're going to be a little more professional if you haven't noticed already Mm -hmm. by our little setup here we got the equipment so basically it's going to be a whole new format it's going to be much more structured we are still going to be filming it here um so if you want to watch it on youtube you can still do that or you can check it out on itunes podcast once i figure out how to get it on itunes okay um we're not on itunes now no it's very complicated oh really (laughs) yeah it is i didn't know that maybe come a little bit closer to your mic okay sure let me come a little closer oh don't touch that thing what did i say sorry 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 yep forgot jesus there's just a bunch of red sorry about all that noise okay anyway so it's just going to be a lot more structured we're going to be having different segments and different things like clearly he's going to yell at me more Yep, I I am, because this is expensive equipment. (laughs) Mm. Anyway, so as you can see, we have new equipment. It actually wasn't too expensive. Um, The microphone and the whole stand... Oh, just hit it. Sorry. Did you hear that wind? (laughs) Hopefully the wind broke it. The windscreen broke it. All right. Anyway, so as you can see, these actually came as sets. So the microphone and the stand and the windscreen, all of this was one whole set. I think it was only 35 bucks on Amazon. Oh, really? So I got two of them. That's not here. too bad. Uh, right now we had to sort of crisscross them because otherwise we'd be 10 feet apart from each other, which was a little awkward. Yep. Um, and then I didn't know that you needed this fancy box here that you guys probably can't see. This thing was about $100. Oh. Um, what does that do? I have no idea. Oh, It okay. makes sure that you can hear get, us. <laughs> yeah. Get this into the computer. Okay. That's all I know. But um, if you guys want to check it out, I'll leave links in our YouTube video below if you guys want to check out any of this equipment for yourself. It's pretty reasonably priced. I think all in it was... Do we get affiliate commissions on that? We do. (laughs) (laughs) You do. (laughs) Because you never told me that you would actually share that with me. Mm -hmm. Uh, The business gets affiliate. Mom's always getting screwed. (laughs) God, just like outed me. Just (laughs) kidding. I don't know. I'm hoping to get affiliate commissions. <laughs> oh, so we don't even have a deal yet. So. No. Okay. Hopefully. Well, so. what is the name of this company here? Zing Zang Yu? Zing Yu. Zing Yu, we it's are pushing your product. Can you not Sorry. touch the windscreen? All right. Uh, well, I just wanted to reposition properly. There okay. we go. We're good just to go. Don't touch the Yep. Thing. Okay. So uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about our segment so you guys know what to expect from the coming podcasts. Um, let me turn this down a little bit. We're a little loud. Louder than we thought we would be? Yeah. I kind of had a feeling we would be. Okay. And I guess, uh, according to Connor, these 
special new structured segments are not necessarily going to be each and every week. We are going to intersperse them sort of as wanted and desired and needed, right? Sure. (laughs) But we are going to start with like early check-in, kind of what we're doing each week. Um, Weekly updates, what happened during the week, what was good, what was bad. Um, You know, anything dramatic that may have occurred uh, for us uh, as far as our real estate goes. All right. So hang on one second. Oh. I understand there's a camera there and you can look at it and still talk into the mic. You're talking like this. Oh, gotcha. People can't hear you like that. You have to talk like this into the mic. And you can, you know, wink over to the camera. Wink over. Yep. Gotcha. All right. right. Sorry about that. Anyway, so after the early check-in, we will have our Tuesday tips. This is going to be one of the recurring segments along with the early check-ins. Since it podcast, since, so sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> can't cut that out. Yeah, I'm the not windscreen won't help out. with that. <laughs> since the podcast comes out every week on Tuesdays, we thought we would give you guys little insight, a little wisdom, part a little wisdom on you. Um, so we're going to be giving Only you. Only on Tuesdays? That's when the podcast comes out. Right. So we'll call it the Tuesday tip. Right. Only on Tuesdays. Great idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's called um, the Tuesday Tip, and it's going to be tips about business, Airbnb, design, real estate, all that sort of stuff. You know, we are very... Ooh, just hit the whole fucking... Oh, God. Yep. Keep your hands to yourself. In your lap. Yep. Anyway, so um, we are going to be focused primarily on short-term rentals, Airbnbs, but we also want to give you guys, you know, business advice, real estate investing advice, different things like that that we... Hope can help you. So that's what we hope to do with the Tuesday tip. The next one. Guest relations. We always have great guests. We always have horrible guests. So there's always going to be something to talk about when it comes to guest relations. Not only just when we have great guests and bad guests, but also just really best um, practice as far as interacting with guests. Because I definitely think that there are mm, best practices when it comes to dealing with your guests. We'll cover that kind of stuff in that segment. Yep, we will. And trust me, there are are um, some interesting bad guests we get. So uh, you'll have that to look forward to. The next one is going to be our turnover tell-all. If you don't know what a turnover is, it's what we call whenever you... Um, in the Airbnb business or short-term rental when you turn over the property. So that's when one prop or one guest checks out of the property, you clean it, get it ready for the next guest. That is the turnover. So we made up the cute little name turnover tell-all. And this is where we'll be doing Q&As, FAQs. Uh, we're going to be answering just frequently asked questions we see in the community. And if you guys have any specific questions, go ahead and send those to us on our social media at Carla and Connor. And we will be sure to answer those on one of our podcasts for you. Uh, Next section will be media moments. Always there is some real estate, Airbnb, short-term rental news happening in the world, whether that be locally here in Denver or nationally in the U.S. or even internationally. There's always something. uh, It's somewhat of a moving target. And so there's really lots of activity happening all the time. So there's always going to be a fun media moment we get to share with you guys. Um, so we're going to share those every once in a while as they happen. Yeah. And one thing also, we're seeing a lot more of the short-term rental in the uh, pop culture right now with shows like uh, Stay Here on Netflix. You have the um, other Airbnb competition show on Netflix. Um, you know, so we're going to be talking about that, touching on those sort of reality shows and different things like that. Talk about, you know, if it paints a good picture or a realistic picture, which oftentimes it doesn't. Um, so we're going to be breaking that down for you guys. Yep. 
Um, so the next one is Super Host with the Most. This is our little guest interview segment. Um, once in a while, we will have a guest come on to the podcast and we'll interview them. They're going to be real estate professionals, business professionals, short-term rental professionals, and uh, maybe you'll see some of our friends and family on here as well. So not necessarily one of our guests. I Correct. think that's what I was thinking when you originally brought it up. Oh, no, no. You're just Sorry. saying a yeah. podcast guest that Correct. we are highlighting and yeah. interviewing for uh but 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 generally speaking they're in the short-term rental real estate yeah they're in the business real estate investing sort of realm so we'll be talking to some of our homeowners maybe we can get a frequent airbnb guest on sure maybe one of our recurring guests but that's why we're sort of letting you guys know what these podcast segments are going to be so we can get feedback from you so i mean let us know who you guys want to see on our podcast obviously we can't get you know, anybody famous right now? Gerard Butler. <laughs> what, what does he have to do with Airbnb? Nothing. He's hot. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> do you have his publicist number? I could certainly try and find it. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Well, next week we might have Gerard <laughs> Butler on, people. But maybe not. Probably not. So. Probably not. Um, alrighty, and then the next one is the five-star stay. We're going to read some of our best and worst reviews of the week. Um, Obviously, every week we get reviewed by our guests, and most of the time we get very good reviews, although on occasion we do have some critical guests. Um, We also admit we are absolutely not perfect, even though Connor likes to think he is. Uh, We're not, and we're always looking for room for improvement. Um, And so we do like to get that feedback. We prefer it in private. Wink, wink. Uh, yeah, there's little, this little. great thing in Airbnb reviews that says public feedback and private feedback. If you leave us a private feedback about something you are unhappy with, please let us know and we will be sure to fix that. Or better yet, during your stay, message us so that we can fix it right there on the spot. I don't know why people don't do that. No, I know. They just bitch <coughs> about it later. Yeah. Well, it's like they're there for an entire week and we hear nothing from them thinking they're having this marvelous time. And then it comes to find out it was a shit show. Yeah, they, they had a horrible time. So uh, but the best bet is to actually let your host know when there's a problem. Because more often than not, if it's something they Hang can... Hang on. Sorry, guys. The video stopped recording. Why? Uh, just sometimes it does that. Oh, is there like a time limit? No, there's no. not. No. Okay. Um, anyway, so sometimes, um, you know, guests don't realize that I think sometimes too, they don't want to think they're bothering us or whatever. But I mean, if you're at a hotel and you have a problem, you're going to call down to the front desk. And that's kind of what we treat our message platform as, Hey, message us, let us know. Let's see what we can do. We had a guest just this week say, Hey, the disposal's not working. Guess what? The disposal, uh, the sinker insinkerator is not literally on our checklist, uh, during a turnover. We do not check the insinkerator. We would not know whether it was working or not unless somebody told us. Mm -hmm. So she happened to tell us and the little key thing to get it going again. Nope. We didn't have one. So I had it there within just a couple hours. I had it right at her doorstep. Her husband was able to get it going. Of course we offered to do it for her, but she was a quite a capable guest and more than willing to do it herself. So always, always ask for assistance if you need it while your host uh, has the uh, capability of doing so. Yeah, that's great. And also stop slamming the table. Sorry, already. (laughs) Wow, we are really good at this. Uh All this fancy new equipment doesn't help us. All righty. So that's it for our intro. We hope you guys stick around for the entire podcast. 
My dog is crying. That's lovely. So we hope you guys stick around for the entire podcast because we're going to jump right into it with our first segment, Early Check-In. Early Check-In. And then I'm going to put in a little doorbell um, sound effect. Ding dong. Well, no, I'm going to put Like a real one. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's great. All right, so let's talk about your fucking teeth. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, also, we're going to try to cuss less because apparently some people are offended by that. Oh. And advertisers don't like that. And um, I don't know if you can tell, but we don't have an advertiser. (laughs) (laughs) So we're trying to get an advertiser by cussing less. All righty. So nice of you to tell me on the air uh, after I've already cussed about five times. But okay, we'll try and... Fucking cuss less. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's going to go over real well with our production company. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your fucking teeth. <laughs> okay. So, you know, what about my teeth? I got some new teeth. I, uh, you know, had to get some dental work done. And uh, it's going to be actually a long process, probably 12 to 15 months in the making. Um, not to mention lots and lots and lots and lots of money. But uh, yeah, I got some dental work done, was down and out. That's part of the reason why we've taken a little bit of time off to uh, recover from some of that uh, dental work. But yeah, it. Makes yeah, me. she's like Cardi Bag. She or Cardi Cardi B. <laughs> Cardi B. You're like Cardi B. Isn't she black? Well, yeah, but I'm just saying <laughs> you got a bag and you fixed your teeth. Oh. In her song. She has a bag, got a and, bag fixed her... and fixed my teeth. Oh, sweet. That's what people do when they get rich and famous. They fix their teeth. So. Oh, really? Yeah, that's I, very popular. I didn't know that. Well, apparently I got a bag and I fixed my teeth. Yep, but she's going to Mexico, folks. My she's bag is pretty <laughs> empty right now, so. <laughs> Oh yeah, her um, bag has no money in it. So yeah, the um, if for those of you that didn't know, there are some apps, and again, I can't say this from experience yet, but the research that I've been doing, there are many, many American trained dentists that actually walk over the border every day and practice dentistry in Mexico. They just simply, it's cheaper to do it there. Labor's cheaper, uh, building uh, rent is cheaper, you, you name it. It's mm-hmm. just less expensive to do business in Mexico. And so many of them have been trained right here in America and just simply walk over the border and they're able to charge less for their services. And most dental insurance plans don't cover a whole lot anyway. So I am looking at heading down to Mexico here in the next few months just to finish up some of the more intensive dental work that I need to have I mean, done. this is thousands and thousands of I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's crazy. And I think the famous people, they actually spend like hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, for sure. Because they get like crystals or cornea. I mean, I don't know yep. what kind of teeth you got. but Yep. Yeah, not that. Uh, I can say. <laughs> but, um, well, I can tell. So. Um, thank you. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, uh, so, but yes, it is. If you go down to Mexico, you're looking at anywhere from um, 25, paying 25% to a third um, of less. the cost, yeah. not less, oh. of the cost uh, that you would get quoted here in the oh, U.S. Wow. So we're talking, I was quoted anywhere from thirty-five to 40000 and I'm looking more like at 12000 down there. So yeah. uh, it's That's quite crazy. significant savings, yeah. Yeah, wow. Uh, I was going to say something, but I, it, it lost me. So, hmm. Oh, I was just going to say, well, you know, now you know you don't have to brush your teeth. And when you get rich and famous, you just get some new ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, you absolutely need to brush your teeth and floss every single day and mouthwash and everything that you possibly can. Hey, I got nice teeth. Don't you look do. at me. You got beautiful teeth. Actually, keep it up. Yep. All righty. I paid for those teeth, by the way. <laughs> Mine what suffered. did you pay for? <laughs> your braces. And- oh, big whoop. I'm going to get Smile Direct Club. 
<laughs> Alrighty. Uh, but once they sponsor us, I'll get smiled right Yeah. Alrighty. So now we're going to be talking about some of our um, face work we got done. You okay there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Let's not touch the windscreen. Do you have any air? Like, I'm sweating balls here. Yeah, but I can't turn it on with the podcast going because they'll hear it in the background. The air? Yes. Really? It's loud. Oh, fuck. Uh, Jesus. You must have some real pet pit rings going right now. (laughs) No. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) I am sweating balls. And so I can't imagine what you're doing. Oh, right. Well, all the the Botox, I don't sweat in my face anymore. On my head. That's so funny. That's like Grandpa, remember? Mm -hmm. Grandpa only. Well, anyway, okay, we're getting too insular here. So we got uh, our faces done and yep. our teeth. Well, she got her teeth done. So we're yep. new people here. Basically, new equipment and new faces <laughs> <laughs> all at the same time. And Spent significantly, significantly more on the faces than the equipment. <laughs> priorities, right? <laughs> um, Connor actually eventually talked me into Botox. I am one of those people who I believe that um, you really... I think people look better when they age gracefully and when you're really fighting that tooth and nail, it actually looks bad in my opinion. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. And I know there are some beautiful women out there that have some, had some beautiful work done. In my opinion, that's not the way I want to do it. And so, um, but I also didn't know enough about all of these options. And I think a lot of people don't know about it. Mm-hmm. You know, they think it's all plastic surgery and they're going to look like all the Real Housewives mm-hmm. with their faces like up stretched. to the sky. Yeah. Yep, yep. And the teeth, not teeth, your lips are hard to move because mm-hmm. they've been stretched so far and you're like in a constant state of smiling. <laughs> right. And um, and and it's really not like that. So uh, Connor just very gently was sending me these little reminders about Well, not how- gently. I was like, you're, you're old <laughs> and you have wrinkles. So we he can was- either go get Botox or you can just stay old. He I was sending sending me uh, gentle reminders about how old I am and uh, as well as these different videos of women that are my age that have done it and what they've done and how they've done it and the progression over the time and then I was reading more about it and it always takes me a little bit longer to sometimes make a decision and uh, eventually thought well you know I, I, I could probably do that and try that and give it a go and so we went and had some both. Yeah. So we found a place that um, uh, accepted us as same-day walk-ins, yeah. and they had good reviews. And um, basically, I got Botox here in my um, – what do you call this? I, brow? Yeah, in, in the middle of my brow, in my unibrow. Yeah. And then my forehead um, and a little bit around the eyes, which I think is the same thing you got. Same exact area, yep. I had a little bit done in all of those same areas. Yeah, so if you um, see, I am raising my eyebrows – can you tell? No. Yeah, wow. Well, I, that, I still have a little movement. You have more movement than me, for sure. Yeah, but right I had more older. slack to begin yeah. with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the skin has drooped. <laughs> I had a bit so, more slack So, needless to, to say, if somebody comes in um, to kill us... Uh, we would not look any different because we would not be <laughs> surprised um, in any showing way. any emotions of surprise. So. Yep. Um, I can't furrow my brow at all. But oh, I, I can't either. Yeah. No, furrowing is very hard. And this is us. We're very angry. One of my friends was like, can you, does that feel weird? And I'm like, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't. feel weird. It's, it's weird that it doesn't feel weird because mm-hmm. you would think like, does it feel numb or does it feel dead or does it feel... But it, it doesn't. It doesn't feel And it feels strange. like you're almost doing the exact same movement. It feels like I'm furrowing my brow, but I'm not. Right, right. So, and once once I, like, really, oh, yeah, I can't 
you know, furrow it as much, but you're doing the same movement. So it's not like you're sitting around like, like this, like, you know, yeah, just, stuck. yeah. Um, and it doesn't feel like that. And, uh, it was pretty painless, I'd say. You know, oh, Botox. yeah, the Botox was, you know, I mean, it almost just like these tiny little pinches almost. Yeah. Um, and some hurt a little worse than others. I don't know why that was, but um, but none of them hurt bad. Yeah. They just were no. tiny little pinches. Yeah. And we actually filmed the entire process, and we're going to be doing a little update as well. So that will be on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Carla and Connor. So watch the um, Botox progression. Yeah, I watch tried that to whole... get capture did you capture video every day well? I, I not every day you did a little too much i don't need to see your face every single day it didn't look different well, after the fourth day from i the tried day, to so. do it almost every day i did miss a few days here and there just so people could see over the course of time what it looked like like that one girl did and that I, helped I mean me i think it looks a lot a lot better mm, mm. personally but yeah we'll see now yeah. now we just got to get this part of you done yeah we'll see so Alrighty, um, so now we're going to be talking about this week uh, the regulations here in Denver. Yeah, um, and everywhere really. I mean, they're really cracking down. So, take it away, Carla. Regulations are a constant battle. We've known uh, this was going to be a bit of a challenge from the beginning. It has been somewhat of a moving target. Every time we apply for a license or do something, they require something different. Last year they wanted this. This year they want something new. Um, they are really coming down. They're, I would say, hassling us a little bit more. <coughs> um, we are trying to work within the boundaries of the regulations that they have set and they are making that extremely difficult and complicated it's complicated to follow to figure out i mean if you were somebody just trying to do it on your own and you didn't have the knowledge or the experience that we did you'd have no idea how to do it nope. and you just start getting fined out of nowhere yep and probably just eventually give up because you don't really know what it it, it is that they need and what it is that they're exactly looking for and again part of that is because they're changing it it's it's a moving target um so uh, it has been, um, they're, they're now beginning to make examples out of people who are trying to do it um, illegally, so to speak. And it's not really illegal. It's just not following a regulation. I think there's a distinctive mm -hmm. difference between breaking the law and not following a regulation. And those are two different things, yeah. but they're trying to blur those lines a little bit. I think specifically to scare, basically scaremonger is what they're doing. I mean, they're painting people who do airbnb out to be a villain you know mm -hmm. we're the bad guys we're the scary bad guys who are you Gonna know ruin your neighborhood exactly create trash <laughs> throw parties mm -hmm. um not care for uh bring property values down i mean you name it we're they're they're painting airbnb and short-term rentals to be uh, a horrible thing that nobody would want in their neighborhood. And it's ridiculous because when you think about it, vacation rentals have been around since houses have been around. I mean, mm -hmm. they've been around forever. And why now that Airbnb and that it's becoming more accessible and people are starting to make money and make a business of, about it, why are now they enforcing all these regulations because I mean, the hotel lobbies are a part of the cities and they're getting right. more involved and they're losing money lots and lots of revenue is getting lost and so what i'm saying now is that if you are somebody who uses airbnb travels for airbnb does anything like that with short-term rentals vrbo whatever it is if you enjoy those services and you are not informed about this or you are not speaking up about this or telling people about this you are not 
doing your part. Yep. Do you want to go stay in a hotel? I mean, you don't want to go stay in a hotel. That's why you're staying in Airbnbs. You know, uh, why get a hotel for the same price of an Airbnb with a kitchen, with parking, with laundry? I mean, people don't want to do that. And if you like hotels, great, good for you. But if you are somebody who enjoys short-term rentals, whether you're running them or staying in them, you need to be informed about this and you need to be, you know, doing what you can, contacting your city, telling them that you disagree with all these things because maybe you don't own an Airbnb and maybe your revenue isn't hurting or anything like that. But trust me, when you're forced to stay in hotels and get five hotel rooms for your 10 guests who are staying and you're spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, you're going to be pissed. Yep. And by then it's going to be too late. Yep. You really need to talk to your congressman. And we're not we're not um, saying that there should be no regulation because we do agree that there are hosts out there that have Airbnbs that really shouldn't be hosts um, and that aren't representative and of unfortunately, what an Airbnb should. There's bad apples in every sort of industry, of right? There and is. there's bad examples. But essentially, when you think about it, like a divey hotel that has a lot of hookers or a lot of meth, you know, the cops get called, the cops get called, the cops get called for months and months and months. And then finally, the city shuts them down. Sure. Right. So why aren't they giving that same sort of thing to these Airbnb hosts? Right. Like exactly. If, if there's a problem with one host, shut them down. Yep. You know what I mean? Don't attack the entire And let's set some community. sensible regulation that people can follow and not be disobeying the law, but still be able to provide these services that are much, much needed. And in my opinion, increase property values. We are uh, located, we have one of our properties is located in what I would call is a semi-attached bungalow. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to tell you where, but our property investor who has entrusted half of his home to us basically loves us. And he loves us because we pay our rent on time every single month. We pay him higher than market rent rate. I am in that house every single week or so scrubbing those tubs scrubbing those showers making sure it's gleaming if there's a dead spot in the yard I call him and say hey the long guys need to put a little bit more fertilizer here hey you know the snow wasn't removed quite as properly I'm all over him to make sure that that house looks perfect guess what his tenants next door he wants to kick out because they're not paying their rent they're throwing parties every single night but you know what they're on a year lease so he can't get rid of them. The thing is about a bad Airbnb guest, you get one bad guest, yeah, guess what? You'll have to put up with them one night, maybe two. And even so, if they're that bad, we can kick them out right away. They don't have tenant mm-hmm. rights. Mm-hmm. The guys next door, they have tenant rights. He can't kick them out until their lease is up. And the only people who are caring about these regulations right now are the people who manage Airbnbs and the neighbors. And unfortunately, there's a lot more neighbors than there are managers because for every one property I have, there's four neighbors. For every 10 properties I have, there's 40 neighbors. And these neighbors are the ones who are pissed off. And what they don't understand is that exactly, you can get in, you know, a shitty one-year lease with a bunch of frat guys living in a house, throwing parties every night, and they have to live with that. dope on the porch, on the backyard. Exactly, and they have to live with that for a year. Whereas with Airbnb, you have one shitty guest, shitty night, move on. It's The next night's going to be better. Yep. You know? And if the host is doing everything else, paying their rent, making sure the property looks great, why would that be a problem? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be. 
So because of these regulations, we're having to adjust our business model and evolve with these regulations because we can't do anything about them. And we're trying and we're trying really hard and we're taking steps to voice our opinions and voice our concerns. Um, but right now we sort of just are at the mercy of the city and of the regulations. Yep. We have to just keep going with the flow and evolving our business, evolving into more management type uh, deals as opposed to rentals. And um, yeah. Yeah. Like Connor said, I mean, we're basically when you, you know, when one door closes, you need to seek for another door. So we're, we're going to evolve and try and be flexible and mold our business model to make it work, but it's not probably going to end up looking quite the same, but that's okay. Um, and that's one of the things that we're actually focusing on here in the next uh, short while is what is our new and I'm not even going to say new business model. It's more of a hybrid business model mm-hmm. of what we've been doing. An evolved business yep, model. Yep, an evolved business model, exactly. And what, what, what will that look like? And what can we do within the realm of the regulations that we have to work with? And there aren't regulations in every city. And also, they don't advertise the regulations in every city. You have to find them and search. So just be sure that before you open an Airbnb, you are aware of what those regulations are um, because, you know, if the worst thing that you would want to do is buy a house yeah. and invest, you know, several hundred, th- at least here in Denver, you buy a house in one of these great neighborhoods, you're going to spend up 500 plus thousand dollars mm-hmm. minimum, not to mention any potential renovations that you might want to put in. And if at, at some point, oh, guess what? It has to be your primary residence and you have to move into that house. Well, guess what? You're not going to be Airbnb being that. So you want to make sure you've done your due diligence and right. research what those are. And we'll be actually are. making an entire video about this and about, um, you know, real estate investing and making sure that you're not buying a house expecting short-term rental income because these regulations are always evolving. Don't buy a house because the cash flow will work with an Airbnb. Buy a house because the cash flow will work with a long-term rental. And if you happen to be able to get a short-term rental in there, then good on you and you get even more cash flow. Yeah, or a hybrid um, of the two or lots of different things we can do, but we're going to talk about that in another podcast. Alrighty. So, um, yeah, so we basically been, you know, transferring some of our contracts into management contracts contracts, um, you know, finding different ways that we can help homeowners, you know, still do Airbnb and still do short-term rentals and uh, take the lake work out of it for them. I think right now we're up to about 12 properties total. Um, and obviously that's always ebbing and flowing. We get a couple, we lose a couple, we keep going, you know. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, and we have another one on the horizon that is actually going to be in a lovely little neighborhood over by uh, University of Denver or DU that I'm thinking is going to fall in line with more of our hybrid model mm-hmm. where we're maybe going to potentially move a long-term tenant in. Yep. Um, and then that long-term tenant will be managing uh, various either bedrooms or ancillary units or something along those lines. Again, mm-hmm. we've got to follow the guidelines of the regulations and make sure we're, we're, we're you know, following that to the T. And if you are an Airbnb host, you know, um, and you're worried about all these regulations, just you know, be educated, learn about them, know the ins and outs of all of them so that, you know, you can work with them because, you know, can it's, you stop it's, burping. Sorry, I'm not burping. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like trying to catch my breath. I have bubbles. Wow. In my... Oh, Christ. Okay. Now you just cussed. <laughs> Christ? That's not a cuss That's word. In Christ name. our Lord. <laughs> all right. It's time for the Tuesday tip. Tuesday tip time. Tuesday tip time. 
What's our Tuesday tip? Maybe like a bell. Ding, ding. Tuesday tip. Ding, ding. No, because you already got a doorbell on the other one. Ding, dong. Yeah. Very different. No, no. Bell is a bell. So we got to think of something. It needs to be like a jingle. Tuesday You tip. always want a damn jingle. I like jingles. We can't have jingles every part of the podcast. No, but the Tuesday jingles. tip can have a jingle. A God, quick, we've been talking for 30 minutes on this Tuesday podcast. A Tuesday tip can be a jingle. Okay, right? make a jingle right now. Let's hear it. I just did. Tuesday tip. That's awful. That sounds like awful. Okay. Like well, you're on PBS. Let's think about something better than that. But, you know, a jingle. All right. So our tip oh on Tuesday. God, I hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, basically, one of the things that we get asked a lot is, why on earth would you put that in your listing? If you have something unique why'd you do that voice? why on earth would you put that in your listing i don't know why i said that but anyway i because i one of our homeowners and they will go unnamed said why would you put that in the listing nobody will want to stay there if you say that and really guess what folks wait who said this I said they're going to go unnamed. Who? but uh, tell me, give me a little hint. Mm, one of our newer ones. Um, a homeowner? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Well, because you're dumb and uh, you don't know what to do. Right. So a lot of people think that, but we're gonna hey, help you. when you put a listing on to Airbnb or VRBR, wherever you're going to put your listing, you're going to highlight <laughs> all of the wonderful things and how many great trails are nearby and that you're sit, you know, with a lake view and you have, you know, expansive 360 view of the mountains. And yes, you absolutely should put all of those things in there. However, if you have to climb a full flight of stairs to get to that unit, you absolutely need to put that in there. And not only do you need to put that into the listing, you need to put that into the confirmation message that says, hey, did you not read that you're going to have to climb a flight of stairs? Because if you're in a wheelchair, this probably isn't going to be the best place. And we have another option for you that might you work. You just keep hitting the oh, table and I keep looking at you, trying to hint to you not to keep hitting the table. Oh, sorry. Well, I mean, don't hint at me. I didn't know why you were winking at me. <laughs> the dog is upset now because mm-hmm. we're yelling at each other. Anyway. So really, honestly, one of those things, you want to put every single thing, no matter how minor, into the listing. And there's going to be things that you think, oh, well, who really cares about that? Or they're not going to need to know that information. But trust me, they are going to need to know that information. And you are going to have a guest who asks about it. And there are going to be things along the way that you forgot about, like we did, um, or that you didn't think was a big deal. And oh, all of a sudden, a guest needs help with that. So. Yep. Or they mention it in a review, or they give you private feedback. And that's when you go, okay, we should probably add this to the listing details. And I'm not saying that that <coughs> negative, whether it be a flight of stairs, or the fact that it's a studio and not a full one bedroom, or it doesn't have air conditioning, or whatever the quote, unique or, you know, uncomfortable thing is, you're not going to put that in the first sentence or two or even the first paragraph, but it absolutely needs to be disclosed somewhere, if not in multiple spots. Yeah, so it's really best if you maybe get a picture to highlight that. And don't put that picture as your cover photo or your first 10 photos, but put it towards the end just so that if they're scrolling through the photos, they can see that. Then put it in the details about your house and then put it in the other things to note so that when people are reading the listing, they will have have multiple chances to see that this information has been disclosed but here's the kicker they won't notice it 
Can I help you? Sorry, I just, it feels like it's going farther away from me. It, it's certainly not, so. Okay. All right, anyway. But, um, so you're going to disclose it throughout your listing, photos, listing description, other things to know. Disclose it. Why is your phone not on, <laughs> not on vibrate? Sorry, I thought it was on vibrate. <laughs> I asked you if it was on vibrate. Who it, is that? It is now. Why? It is on vibrate. Yeah, it was on vibrate. That's so weird. It was on vibrate, Connor. There's no ringer on, so I don't know. Okay, weird. I have no idea who that is or, or why they're calling me. All right. Anyway, um, so disclose it all over there. Then what we do is when we get a confirmed booking, we send a message that says, hey, make sure you read the listing over again. And hey, did you know that this, this, this is a, you know. We've, we've had some guests uh, inquire about these items. Did you make sure to notice that these items are part of our listing? Um, I guess our motto is always, always, always under promise, but always over deliver. deliver. Yeah, for And sure. that's really um, kind of, that's one of the ways that you can do that is by making sure that you're putting those quote negative things about your property in the listing, not necessarily in the best spots or the highlights of the listing, but you got absolutely have to have it somewhere. Um, so some examples would be, um, you know, and this is one, one of our properties, it's a loft and, um, you know, a very popular area and there is a garage with a parking spot. There you go. Great. A parking spot. Put that in there. Hey, here's how to access the garage. You're good to go. Well, we started finding out that people were having, um, you know, trouble parking in it. It's very small. Maybe their car didn't fit. Maybe their huge cargo van that they're traveling across the country with didn't fit, yet they want to stay in downtown, you know, where the city streets are kind of small, but you know, whatever. Um, but so that is something that we've recently had to disclose because, you know, we didn't think it was going to be a huge deal. We didn't realize that people are traveling with huge cargo vans across country or huge, you know, lifted trucks across country, but people are. And so we had to disclose the height of the garage um, to and make sure. And the width sure. of the space yes. as well. So we thought it was just a positive. Hey, we've got a garage, um, private covered parking space in the middle of the city and we left it at that but then we realized holy crap there are people that are bringing huge monster trucks huge cargo vans and they're not fitting and they're getting pissed at us about it not fitting and so we had to change our listing to make sure that they understood that yeah, yeah. we get a parking spot and yeah it's covered but guess what it's tight even for a small sedan it's tight mm -hmm. and you know we did we use examples so um the last person who was in there or the homeowner actually has a a Jeep Liberty, uh, you know, mid-size mid SUV, and he fits just fine. Again, it's tight, and getting out of the door is tight. You may have to suck in a little bit, but <laughs> you'll make it out the door if you're in a mid-size SUV. If you're in a lifted monster truck, you're not even going to get in the garage. No. So, um, you know, again, these are things that who on earth would think that you need to disclose that it's a small garage? Well, you do, because people bring big cars, and... Um, They'll get pissed at you and leave you a bad review if the garage doesn't fit their monster truck. Yep. So really, your listing is constantly evolving and constantly changing. And that's why um, early on in, in this podcast, we talked about how there are, is a public feedback and private feedback. And we really do appreciate the private feedback. Um, obviously, we'd rather know privately than publicly um, that you had trouble getting your cargo van into that spot. But um, some people don't always do that. However, either way, we... Sorry about that. That. 
Either way, we want to know so we can then adjust our listing details to um, properly inform the next group of guests coming. I think I'm going to need to put you in a straitjacket um, <laughs> during the podcast so that you stop with all the banging. Okay. Sorry. I am so sorry. I'm trying uh, no, to keep but, my hands on my um, lap. You know, and so... Ooh, sorry. That was me that time. Yeah, that was you that time. <laughs> um, uh, you were saying something and I totally forgot. So, uh, but yeah, so just remember, always disclose everything. And one thing that we do to encourage private feedback is in the checkout information, we say, you know, we'd love if you could leave us a review and mention anything privately that you think could we could do better on. Yep. Um, people don't always listen to that, but giving them that sort of direction, like please leave us private feedback on what you wish we would change. Yep. If there's something we could do better, we'd love to know about it, and we'd sure love to make the change, but give us an opportunity to do that in a private format versus in the public setting review. Also, just remember that with Airbnb or you know these different short-term rental booking sites, um, they have an amenity list, and you sort of just check off all these amenities, God damn, that camera keeps stopping. Hmm. That's too bad. God. There must be a time limit or something. No, it just like overheats and thinks you're not Filming. doing anything anymore. Okay. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I'm going to go back. Uh, so on all these different booking sites where you, um, pick you know, your amenities. list your property, you can pick amenities and it's just a simple check. Yes. I have uh, a washer dryer. No, I don't have AC. No, I don't have this. Yes. I have this. Remember that isn't enough. You need to highlight everything in your listing and all the negatives. If you don't have AC, it's not enough to not check that box, right? So on the amenity list, if you don't check AC, well, sure, your amenities don't show you have AC, but guess what? Your guests aren't going through the amenities and checking. Nope. Um, so you need to make sure that is in the listing description, the other things to note, and in your booking confirmation message. Um, so again, the amenity list isn't enough. If it's something major, like a washer dryer, like a dishwasher, like the air conditioning, like the parking, you need to mention it elsewhere. Absolutely. Yep. All great advice. All right. God, that was our Tuesday tip. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, now, remember, this is something we're going to be doing every single week. We're going to have a Tuesday tip every week. Yeah. Uh, so we have to come up with these tips. So let us know um, if you have any questions or what you would like to know more on. Um, and we'll... Yeah, give us the Tuesday tip Talk and then we'll it. tell you. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like, you know, ask us if you have questions and maybe if it's a common reoccurring question, we will turn it into a Tuesday tip. Perfect. For everyone to hear. Gotcha. Okay. All righty. God, you look like Bugs Bunny over there. Yeah, what's up, Doc? What do you mean? <laughs> With those new teeth. <laughs> Jesus. I'm just kidding. You don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm sweating balls here, so we got to move along because I got to get some airflow. Okay. Are you going through menopause? No, it's just fucking hot in here, Connor. I mean, those sweat rings have to be down to your ankles by now. (laughs) (laughs) Gee, thanks. All right. So the next, uh, we've only been going for 40 minutes. It needs to be between 45 and an hour. People listen to these podcasts when they're on their way to work, commuting. Maybe they're in an Uber. If you're in an Uber, I probably wouldn't listen to this. Um, your guests might get offended. Um, <laughs> your Uber rider. Your might Uber get rider. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so now we have the turnover tell all. 
Ding dong. <laughs> What's the sound effect for this? No, I think that one should be turnover tell all, like very dramatic music. Like we're going to tell dun, all. Dun, dun, dun. Yes. Like it's a turnover tell all. Yes. Like that. Just like that. Okay. <laughs> Great. And we're really not telling anything that big of a deal, but. Shh. <laughs> okay. Did you just rip ass? No, no. That was the chair. I swear oh, to God. Okay. <laughs> I swear to God. Man, what's up, Doc? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm totally kidding. All right. So the turnover tell all today. Uh, this is usually our FAQ and Q&A. Um, since nobody is listening to this, we don't have any... Q's or A's for you guys. <laughs> right now. <laughs> but we just wanted to touch on how to get started in real estate investing in Airbnb and short-term rental. This is something I've seen on our Instagram. People just want to know how to get started. Yep. You know? Where do we start, basically? How we honestly got started was simply just trying to find a space that looked like it was going to make uh, a good short-term rental. And you guys know where you live in the neighborhoods. And if you've been somewhere a while, and if you haven't been somewhere a while, you probably need to take some time to really um, spend some time in some of these neighborhoods and, and go eat and yeah, scope it out, talk to neighbors, etc. But if you've been in a place a while and Connor's been here, here his whole life, I've been here almost 30 years. We know the neighborhoods that are hot right now. We know the areas that people want to spend time in that have the great restaurants that have the nightlife that have the things to offer. And so that's kind of where we started is looking for places to rent essentially mm -hmm. in those areas. And we would find long-term rentals and approach those landlords and simply just just ask, hey, have you considered this? You know, it's it's pretty easy. You know, you just reach out to 100 people, you'll get 100 no's and one yes. Um, so what you need to start is just find a willing landlord. Find a space that you think would make a great short-term rental. And if you're starting small, well, you got to live somewhere too. So why don't you live somewhere that has a space that you can rent out yep. and start to think outside the box. Maybe there's a master suite, right? Make that the rental. Throw in, you know, maybe like a microwave and a coffee maker, maybe even a mini fridge, and you got a whole separate space that now you can start to earn a profit from. Yep, and you can live in the other bedroom, especially if you travel a lot. You're not even there anyway. You might as well make a little bit of money. Or if you work during I'll the days. Yep, offset your rent. I mean, lots of things that you can do, not just to mention if it was a duplex or a triplex or something along those lines, actually seeking out something like that where you have your own private space and can rent out something separately. You could just do a bedroom right within your own place. Exactly, and it's not about these huge, you know, one-bedroom apartments with a kitchen and all that stuff, you know. There's a client out there for everyone. There's demand for everything. People are looking for a bedroom with a bathroom. People are looking for a bedroom with a shared bathroom. You know, um, there is a demand for this and start small. So once you find that willing landlord, you know, uh, just start from there and offset your rent. Maybe it pays for your entire rent. And now you got a whole bunch of profit in your pocket. Yep, yep. Remember, Airbnb started with air mattresses. I mean, that's literally in San Francisco how Airbnb started. There was a conference coming to San Francisco. All the hotels were sold out. And a couple of guys just decided we're going to, you know, have some air mattresses and rent them out for 80 bucks a piece, offer a little bit of breakfast in the morning, and send them on their ways. And that's how it started. So, again, start small. You don't have to think large scale. Sorry, just writing a note. Straight okay. jacket. Gonna there's, get that on Amazon. If you want a straight jacket on Amazon as well, I will leave the affiliate link <laughs> in the description below. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, you make a lot of great points. You know, it started small, so you start small, and it works. It really works. And 
you know, maybe you're at a point now where you can actually start to do some real estate investing of your own. And maybe you're not looking for a landlord. Maybe you're looking for a property um, of your own. Well, first and foremost, remember, do not buy a property thinking about the money it would make as an Airbnb. Think about it with the money it would make as a long-term rental. And if you happen to be able to rent it out as a short-term rental, then you'll make more. But don't invest in a property where you're not going to cover your expenses if you put a long-term tenant in there. You've got to know those expenses are going to be covered if you were to, worst case scenario, have to put a long-term tenant in there. And if the numbers work in that scenario, then they will absolutely work in the short-term rental scenario. And, you know, even if you can start short-term renting, the regulations could change in the middle of it, even after you've bought the house. So again, get involved, do everything you can, write to your congressman to make sure that that's not going to happen, but it could, and you need to have uh, a backup plan. Always, always Mm -hmm. have a backup plan. Remember, you're not always looking, with real estate investing, people think it's just all this passive income that's constantly coming in, but really what it is, is you're building equity in a property And if you are able to cover your expenses, your mortgage, your insurance, your HOA, whatever that may be, you're golden because in 30 years, guess what? You're sitting on half a million dollar property. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you happen to be able to make a little extra cash flow, good on you. That's great. Um, But remember, you know, as long as you're covering your expenses, it's going to be a decent investment for you and start small. Um, you know, uh, especially if you're a first time home buyer, there's different programs here in Colorado. It's called Chaff of the Colorado Housing Finance Authority. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they give down payment assistance. And what you can do is you can actually get a property, maybe get like a small condo or something. Um, they pay for your down payment assistance. I think you bring $1,000 to the table and you're in a property. You spend the next year or two renting it out or I'm sorry, renovating it. Um, and then after that, you can move on. They have you know? a requirement of some of, of, of mm-hmm. a time period in yes. which you have to live on site in order to to get um, the down the, payment the assistance. Yeah. But yes, you absolutely could do that. Like Connor said, spend the time, you know, renovating it, updating it. You don't have to put a lot of money into it. Mm-hmm. You can do it over time. Maybe change the floors one month, and then the next time add a you know short backsplash, change the handles out. Lots of little things you can do that make a huge impact. Yeah. So when you do decide, hey, now I want to rent this out. I've uh, lived up to the expectations that Chaffa required of me, mm-hmm. and I'm going to start renting it out. You can do so. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. And the expectations are going to change per area. So just make sure to check your area and just Google, you know, your state or your city and then down payment assistance. And there's more than one program, too. And there is, yes. Um, so there's all of that. But also, uh, if you are renting a pro or if you are looking to buy a property that's less than four or that's I'm sorry four or less units and it is considered a residential property if you live on the property now you can get a conventional loan or an FHA loan with five percent three percent down um, and get into that property that's not a lot of money especially if it's a two hundred thousand dollar property you know what's five percent of that you're not gonna good at math so i don't know why i'm looking at you but it's not Um, a lot but it's not a lot and essentially that's called house hacking if you get a duplex you live in one side rent out the other it covers your mortgage you're golden um and most mortgage companies will allow you to use the income that's being generated not necessarily short term keep mm -hmm. that in mind that the mortgage companies are uh, very slow to change and so they really do consider it more of a long term you've got to have a lease in place you've got to have a signed lease in place 
base for a figure, but they can use that income to bump your income up in order to help you afford that. Yeah, price. I'm not sure exactly, but I think it's about 75% of the projected rental income that Correct. you would get on it that they can use towards can your vary. income to help you qualify. That can vary, I think, based on mortgage company. Yep, and programs and different things like that. Um, so just remember, if you're going to get a uh, small down payment loan, uh, you usually have to live in the property for at least a year. So again, you go back, get a $100,000 condo, put 5% down, that's five grand, spend the next year renovating it, and then, you know, move out of it and start renting it. And there you go. That's, you know, just starting small, start with condo, move on to a duplex, move on to a fourplex, and then by then you'll have enough equity um, to hopefully get out some sort of loan to refinance and you know I'm move on to the bigger projects, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Um, so just remember, it takes time. Again, it's at least a year if you're going to do an owner occupy. So right there, you have a year. So start saving up, you know, start looking, and you can figure it out. So. Yep. Absolutely. Alrighty, guys, we will also be making an entire video on house hacking. If you guys are interested in that, check out our YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribed on there. And that's about it. I think it's our checkout time yep. right now. Should we have a jingle for the checkout time? Something, yes, some sort of checkout time. Like maybe a cash register. No, it's like checkout. Well, like, right. checking out at a grocery store. Right, but it's like checkout, like, oh, it's 11 a.m. Get the hell out of my Airbnb. Yeah, I get it, but you know. This isn't a podcast about Trader Joe's. Okay. That was my suggestion. I don't appreciate you <laughs> poo-pooing it, but whatever. Okay. Alrighty. Well, thank you all so much for listening to us. This is our first podcast back. It's great to be back. We great will be coming be out with weekly podcasts every Tuesday. Every Tuesday. Ask for recommendations. Yep. Send us your, you know, ideas, your thoughts, your questions, anything you would like to see, maybe guest recommendations. If there's somebody you'd like to see, Gerard Butler would be my guest. Okay. How are you going to get Gerard I don't Butler know, but on? Maybe he'll see this and want to He won't come see this. Don't worry. He won't see this. Gerard, um, come on over. But yeah, if you guys have ideas for segments or anything you guys want to hear more about or for us to do a deep dive on, just let us know on all of our social media. It's just at Carla and Connor. That's C-A-R-L-A-A-N-D-C-O-N-N-E-R. That is Carla and Connor on all social media. You can check out our website and our blog, CarlaandConnor.com. Uh, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. And um, if you're listening to this on iTunes, that means that I figured it out. <laughs> and uh, make sure you subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. They really help us out. Yep. Um, tell Carla to stop moving and hitting the table all yep. the time. Um, but yeah, so uh, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you. We appreciate it. Oh, okay. That's all. That's all, I guess. Okay. <laughs> we'll see you next Alrighty, time. All right, guys. Thanks we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Having us back? <laughs> it's our podcast. Nobody's having us anywhere. Well, they, We're having ourselves. They're re-watching us again. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.